You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you as the Jaguars GM and coaching search continues. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. A lot of interesting developments over the weekend, most of them pertaining to the little opening that we see that could be had uh, for the Jaguars to get back in a hurry and get dominance over the AFC South with all of these playoff teams uh, from the AFC South losing and not being able to stamp their way uh, further into the playoffs. That, You know, I looked at it like this. While the Jags are looking for a coach and while they're looking for a GM, you know, you don't want a team to have this dominance over the division. It, it's division first, right? And it appears that after last year's trip to the AFC Championship game that the Titans were poised to make that move. Well, that ended yesterday with Baltimore knocking them out uh, before even the divisional playoffs. And so you wonder, what, what does that have to do with the Jaguars? Well, it's just a year that a team never got over that hump. It's a year a team never learned how to be a champion. And it's a year that maybe they've gotten another year older in the Titans and they have a chance to regress. And the Colts are the same way. The Colts lost Saturday. The Colts, the other AFC South team. And, of course, we don't want to talk about Houston and the problems that they're having right now. They all need to eat some built Bars, man, because that's what – that's who brought to you uh, this episode today. It's brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off of your next order. We don't necessarily want them to get stronger. We want them to stay that way. It's almost like if you ever watch the Kentucky Derby. The horse out front never wins, right? The horse that's in the back that has a little bit of steam and momentum, he's always just looking for an alley. And he'll need two or three. He'll, he'll go between this gap. And usually when you see the winner of the Kentucky Derby, he went between horses and got a lot of luck because it's a crowded field. And then when they turned around and came down the stretch, he had some blue sky in front of him. And that's what the Jaguars have right now. They have a lot of momentum for a 1-15 team in this division and in this league right now. The last three weeks have been glorious for Jacksonville. While it appeared that two of the teams in the division were doing really, really well, and they got bumped off for the playoffs. And now, Houston has all kinds of trouble. And today, the Jaguars, are, the, the fans are waiting with bated breath as the Jaguars name a head coach and name a GM. It's crazy how just a few weeks ago, at 1-15, things were terrible for the Jaguars. And then all of a sudden, because, well, about 1-13, it was terrible. But then all of a sudden, a chain of events happened. The Jets won a couple of games. The Jaguars positioned themselves or found themselves positioned to draft Trevor Lawrence at number one. Houston, which had a franchise quarterback, which we thought we were racing to get a GM and a, and a head coach, that the fact that they had Deshaun Watson present on their team was, was going to be detrimental to Jacksonville if Jacksonville didn't hurry up and sign the right candidate or hire the right candidate as coach. They're in shambles. Deshaun Watson wants to leave. I don't think Indy knows who, who their quarterback is going to be next year, even though they played a good game. But they haven't quite arrived yet. And now Tennessee got whipped up and beat up. 
So there's a little blue sky there, man. There, there's a little room there for Jacksonville to say, you know what? While there's some good teams in this division, and this division is competitive, and they have some pretty good players, if we get this right, I actually see a lane. It's like I'm coming around that three-quarters pole at Kentucky Derby. I see a path not only for us to do what we have to do, but I see a path and there's a blue sky for us to go ahead and and do it really quickly, right? That's what I think. I really do. Apparently, Shaq Khan and uh, Urban Meyer met this weekend on Kismet, his yacht, to discuss some things. And maybe one of the things that they discussed was not only the plan uh, and, and what type of program Urban wants to institute, but perhaps what type of person he would want to work with as a general manager. And, I, and a lot of people still haven't grasped the why do you hire a coach first and who does this and who does that. There's enough information out there for you guys to understand that there are a lot of coaches in the NFL that actually carry a bigger stick in their organization than if you just look at the chart, the structure chart. There's some coaches that carry a bigger stick than uh, that allows you to understand. And we've mentioned them, the Andy Reeds, the Pete Carrolls of the world, where they have all of this influence. And and folks, I think people really miss the boat when they say, well, why Urban's never coached in the league? How does he have that type of influence? I, I don't really think people understand the chain of command or I don't think people really understand how if – a guy has a certain amount of experience and a certain amount of success, how that translates. It's almost as if it's like you look at an application. We'll take a guy with a master's degree or a bachelor's degree with five years experience. That's kind of what this is like. You know, if he was a Super Bowl winning coach in the NFL, he probably wouldn't be available unless he was old and detached from the game. You don't have a whole bunch of uh, guys that have won Super Bowls recently. Uh, that are still that are not coaching that want to still coach that aren't on TV. You know, you got the Bill Cowles of the world and the Jimmy Johnsons, but guys, people that say, well, what has he done to earn that? The only thing you can actually do in most people's eyes to earn the type, the type of power that people think the Urban Meyer is going to get is to have won a Super Bowl with another team. You'd have that cachet, right? Sort of like John Gruden has the cachet in uh, in Oakland. But how many guys with those credentials are actually guys who have been coaching football in the last five years? Tony Dungy hasn't, right? Mike Holmgren hasn't. I mean, so guys like that aren't just sitting around waiting for jobs. Long time being removed away from the game. So you give it to a guy like Urban Meyer that and the one thing you don't want to do is hire him for for the things that he does well and then have him bump heads with somebody else or 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 the GM. And that's what we've seen here and that's what Shad is actually and I applaud him for that. He's trying to get away from it. So I had a couple of names come up this weekend that if Urban does take this job, who could it be? And since everybody likes to play the uh, relationship game and, and tag the guy that someone used to be with I guess I'll do it too I'll do that in our second segment here on Locked on Jaguars and then today on a Monday in the third segment we'll continue to look at the roster and then we'll look at some, some draft prospects and some people 
and decide which way do you think they should go. Maybe not name as many names, but talk about positions. I'm going to tell you in the third segment how a boring approach in one of my mock drafts I did this weekend, a very, very boring approach might not win a lot of praise at press conferences and make you feel all giddy inside, but how it might be the best thing to build around Trevor Lawrence and to build his team up. I'll do that all here today on a Monday on your Locked On Jaguars, your team here every day because this is what we do. And I'll get to it in just a second. Got to tell you guys about BetOnline, man. BetOnline.ag. That's right. BetOnline.ag is where you need to go because they've got you set up right now all weekend. All weekend coming up, even the national championship game tonight in college. But the the, the wild card games have, have gone by and the divisional games are set. And they've already set their lines. They've set their lines for next week and who they expect to win. And and I'm telling you, it's the only place you need to go because it's where I trust and it's where we trust here. And there's only one place to make a bet, and that's betonline.ag. And if you do it right now, you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On. you'll get 50% off on a welcome bonus. I'm going to repeat that because I think you need to hear it again. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On. For your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. All right, man. So back here on a Monday. Back here on a Monday. And let me tell you something. You heard what I just said about betonline.ag. If you need a little bit more information, check this out. 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time to for a fresh start and a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, NBA locks all winter long, so subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. That's a great show, too. And it's quick, fast, and it's hard-hitting, and it gives you the information that you need to make those bets. And they got a good track record right now, too. They're, they're on fire. Q and and uh, Lee Sterling, they're on fire right now. So check out Locked On Bets, man. Please, if, if you're trying to get paid and get you some Skrilla to get this year off started, that's the way to go. Okay, I, I, I told you guys that everyone's playing the connectivity game in terms of the GMs. And so the thing about a guy like Urban Meyer is this. If he is announced as coach, he's an alpha. And most People, you know, I don't, I don't want to overuse that term, but if you rise to the ranks of head coach in the NFL, you, you're pretty much an alpha male type guy with a dominant personality. You know, you just didn't get there because somebody liked you or you were spoon fed. You, you, you had to have uh, a lot of success in your career because that's the that's the pinnacle of coaching, right? That and those those top five, top six jobs in college football. So. Everyone loves to to do the relationship and try to match up relationships. I, you know, you also have to match up personalities, right? You have to match up personalities, and you have to you have to understand that this isn't about. So many people make comments, and they make this about giving somebody too much power, as much as what it is, and and with Shah Khan talking about how he's going to be. Um, more hands-on and he's not necessarily giving up control or final say anymore 
And I laugh when people scoff at that because I'm thinking like, wait a minute, you can't have it both ways. You can't want the guy to be more accountable and then when he tries to be more accountable, say that he he's going to be meddlesome. You know, I don't, I don't think that's the case and I don't view things that way. I don't see this either or salt or pepper type deal. I kind of see everything blended together and working for the greater good. And uh, I actually like it. But with Urban Meyer, if they ask his input, one, there has to be trust. Two, there has to be someone who's a people person, who's a bridge builder, who understands, who can sit his ego aside. And Shad has interviewed independently uh, a bunch of other people, Rick Smith, uh, Lewis Riddick. And one of the things that I've said was, uh, I think Ray Farmer got an interview. One of the things that I've said is, I'd like for whoever it is to to be attached to both the pro and the scout side of things. And because I think that's critical, especially with Urban. And here, I'm I'm on a ride with you, coming from the college game and not having a lot of those relationships that you may need. And I think that's overplayed too because I think when you coach at University of Florida and you coach at Ohio State, you know a lot more NFL people than people let on. I mean, you really do know people and have those relationships. You know those coaches. You've been around coaching for 20, 25 years. A lot of the guys that's in positions in the NFL, um, even in the front office, are guys that you've crossed paths with. So this idea that a guy was a college coach um, and he doesn't know people and he doesn't have – it's crazy. I mean, he's like best friends with Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? And. College coaches, college head coaches, those big schools and the NFL coaching people in the NFL coaching circles know each other way better and way closer than a lot of 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 people let on. So an interesting name came up, and it's a guy named Rex Hogan. If you don't know, and I'm going to mention the team, but just hold your horses. Rex Morgan is the assistant. I mean, I'm sorry. Rex Hogan is the assistant GM with the New York Jets. So why would I bring Rex Hogan up, uh, who's the assistant GM of a team that's losing right now? Because he's only been there one year. He's he, he was with the organization for a total of four years, but he's only been back there one year. And honestly, in that one year, they made a good choice in, in Mikhail Becton in the first round. But prior to that, he was in Indianapolis. And any team that you see in the playoffs right now, that team, even though I like Ed Dodds, that team wasn't built by, by Ed Dodds. That's Chris Ballard, and guess who? Yeah, Rex Hogan. Rex Hogan was in Indy in a secondary role as the director of college scout, and he was the vice president of player personnel in 2017 and 2018 when they drafted Quentin Nelson and Darius uh, Leonard. More importantly, he's been in the NFL and scouting for uh, 16 uh, like 16 to 18 years and he has a name attached to a lot of good players especially the guys uh in chicago the fuller brothers he was there for 12 years as a scout he's really worked him his, his way up but here's the connection here's the connection besides the fact that it's someone he's worked with besides the fact that it's someone who's really really qualified besides the fact that uh the person I consulted with over the weekend my source told me that he's a people person he's a bridge builder and there's like nobody that he's ever met that doesn't like to do so that's where you get to that part where you're 
working beyond that ego. Here's the the connection though, and this is I'm gonna read this verbatim off of his bio from the New York Jets. Prior to entering the NFL, he spent one year working as director of football operations at the University of Utah under former head coach Urban Meyer. He also worked with the University of Notre Dame's athletic department and football program between 1998 and 2003 in various roles, including a football intern, a business intern, and in ref- and in football and recruiting operations. You know who was there at that same time? Urban Meyer. Yeah. So if we want to play the connection game, qualifications game, personality matchup game, there you go. Do I have any inside information that that's going to happen? No. But while we're at it, we have to understand that there's a lot of stuff that we don't know and a lot of uh, things that sometimes come out of nowhere and catch you by surprise. So don't be surprised if that's something that you hear and you go, well, who's that guy? Well, you heard it right here on Locked on Jaguars. I told you. I told you. I have this philosophy and I've gone over some free agency and I've gone over a lot of mock drafts about what the Jags could do. I don't think everyone who the Jags fans want, like Leonard, I don't think this guy's going to be available. A lot of these wide receivers may get tagged. Leonard Williams may get tagged. Uh, I've talked a lot about William Jackson, the cornerback out of um, Cincinnati from the Bengals. He may get tagged. Lots of guys may get tagged this year or re-signed. So what happens if that happens? What happens if you look at free agency and there's just not, there's not like a whole lot of stuff out there. And then the positions that are available are positions that, well, you don't, you don't really have a serious, serious need at. I've told you guys how I felt about the offensive line that I pay an older guy like Villanueva from Pittsburgh to play left tackle, even though he's not real good at run blocking, he's better at pass blocking. I pay a dude like that before I – I pay him $8 million before I pay Cam Robinson $16 million if I'm still going to use a draft pick, a second-day draft pick on an offensive tackle, a late first or early second-round draft pick on another tackle that I'm going to develop. I'm not going to pay a dude $15 million or $16 million just to be here for one year. And if I do, he's going to be a guy that is – is focused on pass protection. See, people think if you don't re-sign Cam Robinson, that means you're going to start a rookie. That's not necessarily true. You can just go get a veteran who can pass protect because that's where your problem comes with Trevor Lawrence. You don't want Trevor Lawrence getting banged up. And there's no blind side anymore in the NFL, man, because of the way they, the way these quarterbacks are opening out and how they're seeing the whole field and using the RPO system and getting rid of the ball. The whole left tackle, right tackle thing has, has sort of gone out of the window because they're putting athletes on both sides of the ball now so it or, or both sides of the line. So it really doesn't matter from that perspective. But, um, yeah, I, I really think that when before you even look at the draft, you have to look at free agency. Before you look at free agency, you have to guess or have some idea of the direction that the coach and the management want to go, right? So I kind of did that a little bit. I did that a little bit. I made the assumption that it's Urban Meyer, and then I made the assumption of, of of going to where I think he wants to go. And, you know, you can never really do that because you don't know. But I use mostly the example of what, what's going to be available from free agency in the draft and 
what what the Jaguars need. So there's a lot of levels that we can uh, disagree on what they need. And uh, some people don't think that they need to fix the offensive line. I do. Um, some folks don't believe that they need to add anything at wide receiver. I do. Some folks don't believe that they need to add anything at defensive back. I do. Of course, we know the front seven in the line has to be fixed. There's some people that say you don't need another pass rusher because Caleb on Chase on played good at the end of the year. I disagree. I saw Baltimore yesterday with like four different guys rotating at pass rusher. And one of them, Yannick Ngakwe, Judon. They had Pernell McPhee. They had, they had a whole bunch of different guys. And I think that's how you win and that's how you get to the playoffs. You know, even when the Jaguars in 2017, the Jaguars had four guys that could get after the quarterback. So, um, we're going to look at that. We're going to look at that on the other side here on the third and final segment of a Monday here on Locked on Jaguars. Built Bar. You heard me. That's today's sponsor. And uh, more than that, it's it's where you can get the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's right. Delicious, sir. You ever heard that word? Somebody says it's delicious. No, it's more delicious, sir. That's what Built Bar is because they have 18 great flavors. The 12 original flavors and six new ones. Caramel brownie, cookie and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Oh, that sounds good. They're actually packed with protein. They're very low carb, low sugar, and they're high fiber, and they're really great if you're on the keto diet as well. And you can get Built Bar by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code Locked On, and guess what else you'll get? 20% off of your next order. That's right. 20% off of your next order if you use the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. Start enjoying Built Bars, man. You can pack them in your briefcase. You can stick one in your pocket. You can stick one in your lapel pocket or in your purse. And when you need that snack throughout the day, you can do it guilt-free because, like I said, low-calorie, low-carb, packed with protein, and good for your diet. It's Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked on for 20% off. What will the Jags do? Third segment here on Locked on Jaguars. Nobody knows because nobody knows who's running the, who's going to do what yet or what their assessment is of, of the current talent on the team. But I tell you this, I will tell you this. It probably won't be exactly what you think or what you predict. The one thing I do believe will be on the market is a good uh, safety. I think they can get good safety help. Um, when you look at the top free agents that will be available, somebody will fly open and somebody – those safeties, because those guys have been getting paid, there are some teams that have some safeties that are strapped uh, with the cap. New Orleans is one and Minnesota is another. I don't know what Denver's going to do with their safety, Justin Simmons, but there are, there are a couple of other safeties, one at New Orleans and one at Minnesota where – you could grab your guy who can show up the middle of your defense, and I think that's going to be necessary. They've tried it in the past, and they've kind of overpaid for some guys, but then those guys that you thought they overpaid for, guess what? Those guys like Tayshawn Gibson still playing. He was in the playoffs. Well, he was playing until yesterday, and he was playing well for the Bears. He's still in the playoffs, still doing that thing. Marcus Williams is a kid, a kid at New Orleans that I really, really like. So I think that one of the things that you'll see is you'll see them address the safety position. I do think that if a really good corner 
a veteran corner, a proven starter, like William Jackson hits the market, I think they can go that way too because they have a ton of money in the, in, in the salary cap, right? You're not going to get these prime pass rushers. I don't think Yannick Ngakwe is going to come back here, and, and that's cool, but I don't think these prime pass rushers are going to hit free agency this year and actually not have a tag on them. I think at linebacker, I think they've used a lot of resources uh, on Schobert and on Miles Jack. Miles Jack is a really, really good player. So I would not suspect that they'll go spending a whole bunch of money at linebacker either. What you're going to find is you're going to find a lot of infrastructure players, especially on defense. Safeties, defensive tackles, guys like Daquan Jones plays with the Tennessee Titans, big, six foot four, 317 pounds. Not a pass rusher, but really a guy that could uh, play at the point of attack, whether it's in a two-gap, whether they're running a three-four. Maybe even to give you a little bit of a few minutes at nose, but he's a big physical guy that gives you a presence along the defensive line, and he'll be 29 years old uh, at starting next season. You get two or three years out of him while Davon Hamilton comes around and of course, you add some more pieces in the draft. But the defensive ends, no. I think those pass rushers are guys you're going to have to pick. You're going to have to go infrastructure, I believe, if you add to your defense. You're going to go infrastructure on the defensive line with names that aren't big names if Leonard Williams and, and the likes aren't available. And then the other thing that you're going to do is you're going to be able to fortify your secondary a little bit because I think a lot of those guys will be on the market, guys that can really help you. Offensively, are they going to invest? Is, is there going to be a wide receiver out there that you want to pay a whole bunch more money than you're willing to pay DJ Chark? Uh, you want to pay Kenny Galladay more money than you're paying DJ Chark? Why? Who, who's going to be available? Those alpha wide receivers never become available like that. You're going to trade for Julio Jones at this stage in his career? I doubt it. That's another area where you're going to have to fortify it with draft picks. And I just get a bunch of fast guys. Guys like Marquez Stevenson and Daz Newsom, they're going to be available, especially with a young quarterback. Play the guys that you have now. Consider re-signing Keelan Cole. If you don't re-sign Keelan Cole, just go into it saying, hey, these are three guys I got. I got three big, tall uh, receivers, and a couple of them have speed. I got DJ Chark, LaVishka Chenault, and Colin Johnson. Okay, so what do I need to add to that group? Speed. I just mentioned a couple of guys. Speed. Rondell Moore, if you want a gadget player who can give you a little bit of extra pop right there uh, in the second round. He's a, he's a guy who might be available for you. But, yeah, you need speed. You need youth. Um, you need guys that when they touch the ball, they can make plays. Okay. Running back set, but you probably need a good backup or two. I don't like the whole stopgap veteran type running back situation. Here's what, let me just go to it. You really need tight ends. And what I would do, you don't want to be in a situation where your offensive line isn't fortified. There are some guys that are going to be available in this draft that could really, really help you. Whether it's Sam Cosme from Texas, Dylan Radunes from North Dakota State, in, in, you know, with the late first or that early second round pick. You got two early second round picks. Landon Dickerson is a dude who's big and physical, who can play both guard and center. Get big, young, mean, and nasty on the line. And, you know, I'd put pressure on Jawan Taylor. 
I draft another guy who can play left and right tackle, a guy who could be my future left tackle. But in the meantime, if I go out and sign a veteran, he could push Jawan Taylor at right tackle. It's about competition, man. It's not about names you know anymore. It's just about, you know, if you want to advance and win, you got to compete. You got to compete every single day. There has to be competition. There has to be a chance that you might not start if you don't play well. That's the opportunity that the Jaguars have, and it might not be sexy, but they might spend this entire draft drafting infrastructure guys, guys that could do. Teams from just running the ball and demoralizing this defense all day. You might not get a whole bunch of playmakers in free agency in the draft. What you do is they might just use this to fortify and build this team up and allow Trevor Lawrence to play with, behind his wide receivers and, and play with, his, with, with the running game. But I do think you need another running back. I think you need two. I've seen teams this weekend play well, and they have multiple players playing at running back. And I, I just think – Whatever you do, get the identity. Whatever the identity the Baltimore Ravens have, that's what I want to see the Jacksonville Jaguars have. And it doesn't have to look just like that. But what I do want is it doesn't have to look like that, but I want it to be just as effective. And remember, man, right here at Locked on Jaguars, we have – uh, great programming all week. Uh, the Locked On NFL show will come on uh, every single day, by the way. You can uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast at with Locked On NFL. Check me and James Rapine out on Wednesday when we do the national show on Locked On NFL Pods. All right, man. So we'll see if there's any news with the coaching on the coaching front or on the GM front. Just dropped a couple of names for you. Good weekend for the Jaguars because it was a bad weekend for the teams that we don't like, right? Check in with me tomorrow, man. It's Tony Wiggins here on Locked On Jaguars because it's your team every day and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast for here at Locked On Jaguars every single day. Take care.